Hello and welcome to the Hindu's Parley podcast. I'm your host Jacob Koshi this week. In a radical move, the center has announced a new set of awards for scientists called the Rashtriya Vigyan Puraskar. However, like the Padma Awards, these will no longer have a cash component. Does removing money reduce the prestige of awards? Does this amount to shortchanging India's scientists? To discuss this, we have Dr. Shekhar Mande, former Director General of the Council of Scientific and Industrial Research, or the CSIR, and Mr. Dinesh Sharma, science journalist and author. So I'd like to start with you, uh, Dr. Mande. So the center, I mean, the government has recently taken this rather interesting decision to institute the Rashtriya Vigyan Puraskar uh, Awards. So on one hand, uh, you know, it increases the number of recipients, you know, who will, of scientists who will be eligible for these awards. But a key difference, you know, is that, you know, there won't be a cash component in this. And that's similar to what the Padma Awards or the Bharat Ratna is, some of our most prestigious awards. But the SSB, the hist- I mean, the last SSB awards were five rupees, five lakh. And I, I believe, you know, there's also a, a significant salary increase. So that's not an insubstantial amount. So I just wanted to check, you know, what are your thoughts on, don't you think this will be a little disappointing to, you know, our Indian scientists? So, Jacob, thank you for posing the question. So, see, I have been a bench-level scientist myself throughout my career, except for a short time when I was in science administration. Short time is a substantial time. Seven years in National Center for Cell Science as the director. But I, I was still more active in science then. But then about uh, three years, nine months in Delhi, in which I had to move away from active science and do purely science administration. So I can say as a scientist, uh, the perspective about recognitions and all what it is. So the ultimate motivation for a scientist to work in the lab, when we start our career, when we are very young, even PhD students, our motivation is not an award or any such thing. Our motivation is to really make substantial contribution to the world, world of knowledge. And what we look forward is that one day my work will come in textbooks and it will be taught to the next generation or something like that. Most of the scientists have that uh, very uh, hidden, this thing in their mind that my work should be so well known that uh, it would be taught to the next generation or something like that. So uh, the creativity should be such that I really do fundamental work. The recognition of any kind, including Nobel Prizes and all, comes along uh, as a part and parcel of it. Those who do good work uh, automatically comes. Recognition also brings uh, certain other uh, annoying aspects with that. And uh, I can tell you from personal experiences, having talked to a number of Nobel laureates, is that they find it very annoying that as soon as they get Nobel Prize, uh, their lot of time goes away from science. So now they are involved in now public speaking and trying to get people motivated into science and so on, which is not a bad aspect. Is of course, a very desirable aspect, but nonetheless, I mean, that does happen. But a primary motivation is not an award or money or anything. Okay. And there are some very notable examples. So let me give you. Uh, I don't know if you have heard of a Russian scientist called Perelman. Yes, have heard of the mathematician. Correct. So uh, at the millennium, there were uh, a number of uh, mathematics problems that were announced. I think six or eight or whatever. And said that each of the problems solved will get uh, one million uh, dollars award, one million dollars award for each of the mathematics. One of them was something called Poincare conjecture, and Perelman solved the problem, put it up on his website, 
he did not publish it he said i don't want to publish it is my website is a proof of poincare conjecture and uh, a whole lot of mathematicians in the world looked at it conjecture and then they k- k- said that indeed what he had proved was right yes. now the committee started looking for him that uh, how to give him 1 million dollars and by then he had gone incognito yes he was not to be found he just went away so okay. he was also given fields medal he was not proved to be found fields medal is a nobel prize of mathematics yes. he was not found anywhere that's not an isolated story if you think that it's an isolated person who has actually run away from public uh, uh, glare mm. uh, glare eye or something or you are running away from the uh, million dollars or something like that it's not really true uh, one of the indian scientists who got a very very good international recognition in the recent past was given an award and the first reaction of all the indian scientists at that time was all the money is wasted on this person what is he going to do with that but this yeah. person has no desire in his life all the indian scientists were actually i mean we were all joking that money is wasted on this person that money could have been given to us you know so something like that <laughs> Yeah. So I think I mean this is something I will want to discuss in more detail but uh, Dinesh would you want to weigh in on this aspect Yeah I think the question which you asked is that yeah. immediate, what, what Indian uh, scientists you know, question I mean because SSB was is has a substantial cash amount throughout the years and now when there is nothing in it so would it be a little disappointing to our Indian scientists Uh yes and no because mm-hmm. on the face of it it's a welcome decision because there will be a new set of award for mm-hmm. both scientists and engineers and in a country such a, with a large science and technology infrastructure i think we need more science awards mm-hmm. because they act as incentive to researchers and scientists especially the younger lot i i know people don't work only for awards but when awards come they act as an incentive and they uh, you know propel you to do more i mean that's yes. what an average scientist would feel but the disappointing part of this decision is that uh, while the number of awards may go up uh, i suppose a little bit but the disappointing part of this decision is that they will subsume the existing ones mm. including the most coveted and prestigious one the shanti shanti swarup bhatnagar award yes but uh, the question i think we need to ask and of course there will be no cash component as you said but uh, what makes an award really prestigious is it only the money i mean yes. if you take away money ssb does it lose the uh, prestige and you know the weight it, which is attached to it but i feel that cash component is an important but not the sole factor yes what okay. matters is who is giving the award mm-hmm. like and who have been the previous recipients and what mm-hmm. have what have they gone Uh, to do in their life after they got the award or you get an award and you keep quiet or you do something wonderful after that yes and in whose name is has been instituted so ssb as you know vatnagar awards combine all these attributes and that's what makes it you know uh, very important because yes. as we know vatnagar was the founding one of the greatest founding fathers of indian science so and although it was given by csir but it had a pan indian science reach and it uh, anybody could apply and people across the institutes yes. across across the different research councils could get it so it had a pan indian appeal although mm. administered by csir and look at the people who have got it and they have gone to do wonderful things in their life and it's a kind of a study of vatnagar laureates as they say yes. it's a study of indian science just to give a, one recent example dr swaminathan who passed away last week Yes, I was awarded the Shanti Swarup Bhatnagar Award in 1961 when he was mm. a young scientist at IIRI, and he was not famous at that time. 
Mm. And maybe that propelled him to do more things at IRI and the things which he did in the 60s that, mm. you know, uh, that ushered in the Great Revolution. Yeah, and to give one more example that almost all the director generals of CSIR, as Dr. Mandi has also mentioned, chairman mm. of ISRO like UR Rao, Yes. Most IIC directors like Professor CNR Rao, Professor Balram have all been SSB awardees. So yes. all this brings that prestige to this award and by abolishing SSB sure. or by even diluting its character, there will be an award in the name of Vatnagar, but you're diluting its character, you're in taking away the heritage and prestige that have been built over 65 years. That's what I feel. That's a we good don't know point. what are the justifications, but yeah, that's what I feel at this point. But so, Dr. Monday, at this, you know, at because we are discussing this, you know, the illustrious Indian scientists who have won it in the past and the, the prestige is, there is no question about it. So, and you yourself have been an SSB uh, awardee, you know, in 2004 or 2005, if I'm, uh, if I'm not mistaken, 2005. You've also, you've been a former DG of the CSR. You are somebody who has had a very close connect with the CSR and SSB awards. Could you just give us a bit of the history? I mean, why were these awards instituted in the first place? And why do you think the cash component was added at that time? Because the prestige, there is no question. I mean, getting an award from the prime minister or the president of uh, India is, you know, and uh, it leads to many, many other things in your career. But why do you think this component of money was added in the first place? Has there been any discussion on this? And your thoughts on that point? So, what I would like to say is that the awards were constituted in the 50s, uh, basically uh, to recognize outstanding work done in India. Yeah. You know, so the idea essentially was that we should recognize uh, the people who work in India and contribute significantly to the world of science, not Indian science, but world of science in general. And uh, as uh, Dinesh Sharma correctly pointed out, large number of Indian scientists whose name are, uh, names are known everywhere uh, have been SSB awardees. So idea essentially is to recognize the quality of work that people do. Now the problems uh, invariably arise that uh, if at any point of time there are more than two deserving uh, people who deserve the award, but uh, the number is restricted to only two per field, the seven fields uh, as of now, and uh, then uh, invariably certain people feel left out. Hmm. Now, that's one of the problems that uh, exists with any recognition. It does not Bhattangar Awards alone. Any yeah. other recognition that, that I mean, the, even Nobel Prizes, it's true that large number of people who deserve Nobel Prize, but uh, only a few people get, and uh, not everyone actually gets Nobel Prize at the end. So, uh, there is disappointment for the people who don't get the recognition, but uh, the peers, of course, recognize. You know, I mean, uh, today, the greatest example in India is that of Jain Ramchandran. He did not get Nobel Prize, but all the peers in the world of biochemistry or biophysics, they know that, I mean, he was absolutely a tall figure, one of the tallest figures in the field, mm. although he did not get Nobel Prize. And but I just say want to the same at this point, but uh, Dr. Mande, but why, I mean, the science prices is one, but why a cash component for CSIR was always there? Was it, was it always, is it what? Was it always assumed that if you get a big prize from the government, there will always be money involved or was there like a conscious decision on the part that, yes, not only should we make this the most prestigious prize, but we should also give a substantial amount. And I believe the amount of money has always been increasing through the year, right? For SSB, I mean, it's inflation adjusted. 
So this aspect of money is something very interesting. So I wanted, what are your thoughts on that? So what happens is that uh, money component was added at some point of time. Okay. I'm not 100% sure it was there in the beginning, but I may be wrong. So don't put me on that. Okay. But uh, the money was just an added component that if you get recognition, you also get some financial uh, this thing out of that particular thing. And that exists also in many things. But money is not the sole this thing. Now, in fact, uh, there are many other awards which have been constituted by number of uh, private organizations in the country, which give far more money than the Bhatnagar Award does. But yeah. I don't think they are yet to reach the same level of acceptance yes. uh, in terms of uh, the quality of work. And prestige, and the of course, because there's, it's very, very new and... Shantisur Bhatnagar have kind of uh, cult uh, this thing and uh, it's uh, kind of acknowledged that something like a Gyanpeet of literature or something like Dada Saheb Falke of uh, films, Shantisur Bhatnagar is that for science. Yes. And in fact, both of these awards still have a cash component. I mean, they give substantial prize money, both the Falke and the... So in fact, that brings me to the other point is that uh, as you, you know, our film awards, our sportsmen, our most accomplished, uh, you know, you know, people in in these fields, money and recognition is both a, uh, you know, is 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 both goes hand in hand. So uh, now we also like to discuss on the state of science. I mean, mon- we've always talked about funding for universities. There is not enough money for science. Only two point. We have not yet reached the price figure of two point two percent offer. Uh, you know of R&D for, you know, our, this thing for this GDP, for GDP for uh, R&D. So money is a factor. We also know that our scientists probably, I don't know, are not perhaps the best paid in the world, which also is a reason why we're not able to attract a lot of the, I guess, the, the, the best uh, science and engineering, uh, you know, aspirants into, into pure science. We have had a lot of policy discussions and moves to do this. So clearly, Money is an important fact. So don't you think taking away money from, uh, you know, our most prestigious science prizes might end up giving a signal that, you know, scientists are not as valued as, let's say, the best sportsmen or the best uh, film people. Uh, Dr. Mande, you could go first and then uh, over to you, Dinesh, after that. So as uh, correctly pointed out by Dinesh Sharma, uh, some new kind of structure has been announced with a larger number of uh, awardees uh, potentially. Hmm. And in fact, it tries to remove many of the difficulties we have had with the SSB awards. For example, uh, SSB award is given to people below the age of 45. It's given only in the seven disciplines. It's given at the most to two people. Uh, generally one, but uh, at most two people. So these are the kind of difficulties that we have had over the years and we have been debating. In the scientific circles, we have always, whenever, even when I was DG, we were debating whether we should add more discipline, whether we should increase the number of awardees and things like that. Those seem to be have been removed, at least with the new structure. And we do hope that it will receive its shine. Because when we started these awards in mid-1950s, uh, I don't think anyone at that time probably would have expected that it would reach the same level of recognition as uh, other awards, uh, case of the world or something like that. Money in science is an issue. Uh, all of us have been uh, time and again pressing this particular issue that we must increase the R&D budget of the country. Uh, as of now, the R&D budget stands somewhere between 06 to 0.7% of the GDP. While uh, if we really want to actually make uh, great progress, it should come to at least 2% GDP, as you correctly said. 
A substantial part of the 2% GDP in other countries also comes from private organizations, right? And unfortunately, in India, uh, the uh, contribution from private industry to R&D is not very heavy. I mean, there are exceptions. Uh, uh, those people who hear me should not say that I am criticizing private industry. But large number of private industries still does not put as much money as possible. So typically, in any advanced economy, uh, the money put in by private industry actually is more than the money put in from the public funds. And that's where we should actually be working. And that's one of the things that I have been doing after I superannuated from CSIR is I have been talking to a large number of industries and trying to see how we can actually undertake next generation problem for the industry so that not only science and technology advances, but fruits of that can reach the industry straight away. And our industry can be the frontline industry in the world. So I think uh, if that happens, I think it would be a good thing for future. Dinesh, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, yeah. sports people, people are awarded, film stars get huge paychecks along with all the medals and certificates. So what kind of signal are we sending to our scientists by this? No, I think the comparison is unfair mm-hmm. to compare scientists with, you know, people in the sports arena or even film arena mm-hmm. because scientists, as Dr. Mande has pointed out, don't work for money and fame. It's incidental. But people in the other two professions you mentioned also don't work for money and fame, but popularity is a crucial factor for them. Yes. They become brands and they, after winning medals, and they make mm. more money. See, China tried to do same thing with scientists a few years back, and it became very controversial, not only in China, but internationally also. They started giving cash incentives to scientists who publish in top-ranking journals, say, Nature, Science, Cell, etc., so then it became a kind of a race uh, among scientists in some institutes that how do you publish a paper in one of these top journals rather than pursue their own rational line of research. So that became a controversial thing. So we can't have uh, comparisons with other fields. But uh, uh, it was also mentioned that when the Infosys prize was launched at 50 lakh rupees as a prize money, there was a fear that it will undermine the national recognition like SSB, but it did not do so, although Infosys Price has gone to some of the fantastic people and they have, uh, but it could not substitute the Shantisaru like Bhatnagar Award. So yeah. the brand value of Shantisaru Bhatnagar Award is so strong, which mm. is being undermined by removing the cash component. Although, see, for example, ICAR use awards which range from 1 lakh to 10 lakh rupees. And also, they give some uh, funding for uh, additional funding for your own research. And also, I think three or five lakh for uh, uh, foreign training in certain categories. But okay. even that is under cloud and so. So CSR is not alone in this uh, whole uh, exercise. I believe ICR awards also stand abolished. So the comparisons with other fields is not uh, a right uh, yardstick, but yes, certainly. Money brings prestige and incentive to the scientists mm-hmm. to work. And as you said, that there are additional components to but yeah. the CSM, you must remember the CSIR has constantly evolved these awards. Yes. In 1958, when it started, it started with a prize money of 10,000 rupees. And then it became in the 60s to 20,000, 50,000 mm-hmm. 50, later on. And finally, it has reached 5 lakh rupees. And mm. there have been issues like, you know, what do you do if there are joint uh, awardees? Should the money be divided? Then CSI decided, okay, no, we should give 
Uh, first, it used to be divided. Then the money used to be given separately. So all those issues have been there, and CSR mm-hmm. has been constantly working on that and evolving. So to say that you know those are the issues, and so we do away with awards. Yeah. And the cash component, I don't think that's the right right justification which the government is trying to do. Mm-hmm. Like, what is uh, you know a matter of concern? For the scientific community, what should be a matter of concern for the scientific community that these are the awards which are given by the independent autonomous research councils, mm. ICMR, ICR, CSIR. I mean, somebody sitting in the government is deciding on their behalf that you do away yeah. with the award. I would have been very happy if CSIR would have recommended that you know uh, let us do away with the cash component. The suggestion for doing so did not come from any of the councils, to my knowledge. So that is more, I think an issue of autonomy or undermining the you know functioning of these scientific institutions that's a larger issue apart from the money component yes so that's interesting that's a good point because uh, you know these are independent councils and you know had the recommendation come suo moto because i uh, i mean from what i understand for example the us's national medal of science you know i believe that it is also not a cash award you know it is just a it's just a medal so, I mean, there is a good case that, you know, okay, we have all, as Dr. Mandi, you also mentioned, there are so many of these rich foundations, you know, maybe for uh, enhancing that, I mean, at the end of it, it is said that Alfred Nobel gave these prizes because he wanted to wipe away his past of, you know, inventing dy- dynamite and, you know, create a different legacy for the future. So, private rich people have always instituted awards for legacy issues, but governments really don't need to work on you know, maintaining a legacy in that way. They can keep, uh, you know, two matters separate. So, uh, I mean, maybe if there is there is a case that, you know, because, I mean, the CSR is very, uh, you know, is a quasi-governmental body also. I mean, it is independent, but it also has a quasi-government, very strongly uh, connected with government. So had the matter been internally, had it been a matter of internal reflection that we want, we want to send out a different message. But uh, uh, Dr. Mandit, do you think but dissociating money actually increases prestige because we have just discussed that you know science needs money science needs you know investment science needs uh, more uh, youngsters to be kind of attracted to the glamour of science or the pursuit or the challenge of science we are living in a very materialistic world you know where i guess the, the perceptions of science is no longer probably what it was 100 or 150 years ago but cash and incentives and the prospect of a career really influences young people's choice to pursue pure science careers. So uh, don't you think that, you know, uh, uh, we should have had a, you know, a better way to go about this than probably try to give the impression that science is pure and therefore does not need money, whereas money is for material pursuits like building industries or technology or something like that. So I think you're mixing three issues here, Jacob, frankly. Yeah. Uh, number one, money that comes into scientific research, a PI like me, I will want money from my lab and there we definitely lobby with the government or we actually keep making noises at different platforms that this amount of money must increase, the money mm-hmm. that comes to the lab. The second thing that you are saying is uh, attracting youngsters to science because they don't get as much salaries as, let us say, if they were in industry in or something. Or just went banking or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But uh, p- 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 most of the people who come to science come for the love of science, 
because they want to actually discover something new when I mean, most of the people around me if i see people like me i could have been an ias officer easily i could have been an i am ahmedabad graduate and i could have been in the one of the leading industries today if we get a decision when i took decision that i want to come to science and i am not alone them like many like me who consciously took a decision that we want to come into the science Mm-hmm. and that was for something of love of something else completely it's not yeah. uh, the money that was driving our decision at that particular point and the third one you're talking of the money related to awards uh, uh, just now we discuss, discussed that uh, ssb versus others ssb has actually uh, reached some sort of cult value uh, because uh, the processes that have evolved over the years and i can tell you from a personal experience is that uh, the ssb committee when it meets okay the committee members when they walk in into the committee all right they have been given the nomination that these people have been there and then you have to actually think about them and come in at that moment no committee member knows who else is in the committee there is absolutely no room for lobbying you know mm-hmm. so not a single committee member would know that who the other committee member is when you walk in and then all of a sudden you realize oh you are also in the committee oh you are also in the committee that kind of a thing Mm-hmm. so there is no room for people discussing with each other prior to the committee meeting mm-hmm. in the committee meeting there are very free and fair discussions about people's contributions to science and uh, it uh, the challenges are uh, when the multiple people are deserving and how do you reduce that number to two that's the challenge that always we face uh, okay. while i was the dg i used to actually uh, attend the meetings myself in the first 5 minutes or 10 minutes and i used to address them and tell them that uh, please try to see that for example uh, our gender bias what we have if that can be corrected if there are number of deserving people and uh, if one of them is a female please do consider that i mean the females have to be promoted and things like that but without compromising the quality of course i mean then uh, you please make sure that like this so uh, there is a kind of discussions i mean i used to address the committee and then i used to withdraw myself from the committee never mm. ever once i knew who were the candidates at the committee who were the members who is the chairman mm. so all these things i mean basically after coming to the committee we used to come to know that is like this yeah. so this is the kind of robust process that our have followed now many of the private organizations i mean only the name of infosys was taken but there are many other private organizations which have instituted awards yes and the general impression is that some kind of lobbying goes on there and therefore mm-hmm. you would find enriching uh, candidates only from one or two institutes in the country mm-hmm. while there are uh, more deserving more deserving i'm not saying equally deserving more deserving people in some other institutes they have been very notable uh, left outs from this kind of awards you know the private uh, awards so they have been the not free from controversy so basically the very large number of notable absentees are there for which are not on the list Okay. while uh, people who have been on from one or two institutes uh, who probably we didn't we had not even heard of some of them at times have been uh, given those kind of mm. awards so that's an issue that they will have to actually struggle and they will have to actually make sure the private foundations that how they are going to uh, solve that particular issue and if they follow process like the shanti suru bhatnagar award for example when i was in delhi hmm. uh, one of the major companies had approached us saying that we will give you money for shanti suru bhatnagar but please start the bhatnagar award in these two areas or something like that so these companies knew that uh, the process that we follow is extremely robust and there is of course a brand value to shanti sur bhatnagar so but uh, these kind of processes if they are followed by other private foundations i'm sure uh, over a period of time they will also come to the same level
good so i want to move away from the this the cash and and cash and price component and kind of ask a broad question to both of you i'll start with you dinesh see uh, dr mandev was talking about and you have also written about this you know in your in, you know in, in your long career as a journalist about how there was a generation of scientists you know who were passionate about science about public service in india i mean they they could have done many other things abroad but they chose to do work over you mentioned dr swaminathan and you know several other names there so that was an era but you know the present is very very different the the present involves you know students cracking uh, spending years of their lives in uh, you know in for iit training and get, learning about engineering is just a matter of you know getting a great rank and you know trying to uh, you know pass college and immediately get into uh, sectors which have no real connection to what you actually learned you know in 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 your engineering or in your sciences in fact there is what we have also seen over the years is that many people are actually going into science as a second option i mean many people who did not get through the you know some of our elite uh, institutes they try to get into uh, you know they take science or their bsc as a kind of a last resort now the fact is materialism rules the world today i mean it inspires the choices of young people today how do you think we can make our prospective youngsters prospective people who are in schools in colleges uh, or you know and who want to, who are unsure about careers in science how do you make science itself more attractive to them beyond you know having i don't know mega prizes or you know promise of uh, a lot of money what are your suggestions for that i am going to start with you dinesh and then we can have uh, dr mandi we can you can come in and close this uh, discussion yeah dinesh so i think uh, the crisis which you mentioned is across disciplines across professions i would say not just uh, science i mean uh, people came to journalism to south society uh, at that time when so it's a it's a, it's a crisis across professions maybe true. with some notable exceptions of investment banking or you know some such things but yeah that's a crisis and uh, you mentioned uh, about dr swaminathan so i just mention one line that mm. he was selected by upsc to begin to become an ips officer which he rejected because he wanted to work on science and then he went on to do his phd and came back and joined iri so yes people chose professions for the love of that subject or they wanted to serve the society because those were the days of nation building everybody wanted to contribute because dr swaminathan was you know kind of uh, moved by the days the when there was bengal famine in the yeah. 40s and all that so that uh, made him take the decision so which he did but uh, such kind of motivations may be lacking today mm. but yeah there are a number of youngsters who would like to take up uh, a career in science and uh, for that you not only need a reasonable and good amount of salary compared to other professions see you are in a competing space so there is a, somebody who is just passing out of an iit plus an mba gets a package of 1 crore and here you are stuck in csir at say 30 lakhs or something like that so they are you are in a competing market space and of course personal choices motivations are there but yeah as you said we live in a materialistic world so reasonably comfortable life people want to lead even scientists are human beings i would say and I, among youngsters yeah that that kind of urge is there that you know of course they they want to do something achieve something publish in a research journal but also have a decent 
money to lead their life. So that's where the whole ecosystem, the role models, the prizes, the working environment, why do we need to build our labs in a way where people feel conducive to work? Why do you need to have uh, good uh, eateries? You know, good old days of CSR canteen are gone. I visited some of the best institutes in Bangalore. They have, uh, you know, very good options of food. So you know, those are the things which add value to the uh, to they make uh, your workplace attractive. They make, you know, being a scientist, I guess. Yeah. Also. Exactly. So all that matters. So prizes, money, everything is part of that package. So unless we give them an attractive package, so this crisis will continue. We need role models. We need good money. Mm. We need everything to do that. Dr. Mande, what are your thoughts on how do you get uh, young younger people to career to come into science and see it as a positive, attractive? great field to be rather than being a resort of you know second choice second or third choices so you know what i mean the romanticism of science in general in my opinion has really not died down since the ages that we have been talking about uh, like uh, professor swaminathan and that era i don't think the romanticism has died down i know a number of people a number of young bright students who are in iit t- t- top 10 ranking or something like that the je ranking but have come to areas like mathematics or physics, theoretical physics or something like that. They're simply because of the love. And then that continues even today. Number of my colleagues in the country, I know people who have IIT, JE rank 1, but is a physicist. Well, is one of the fantastic physicists in the country. So there's rank 1. Okay, this is not, I'm not talking of top 100 or something. And large number of those people are there still around. But they many of them go to the US. Work. Many of them go to the foreign universities then become faculties there and I mean that's also another trend that's that okay. you see. Yeah. I think they are not lost to the world of science, you know. Okay. You know, science as a gen not Indian science, but they are there for science in general. Okay. That that's correct. Science in general, I mean they are they are not lost to the world of science and they have made some fantastic contributions over the years. True. So that also is a fact that we should remember that people do come to science for the love of science. Now the situation as we go down to let us say uh, central universities uh, or ISAs is slightly worse than IITs because, I mean, maybe, I mean, not the top 100, uh, the too many top 100 IITG rankers would come to these universities. If you come to state universities, the situation is even much worse. And that's where actually what you say applies rather largely, yes. that in state universities, uh, people who are really bright and are uh, top performers in their 10th or 12th board exam are not coming into science. So there is a gradation of that. But uh, there are still a handful of youngsters who are coming to science because of the love of science and all. And that number is not uh, small. That number is quite substantial even today. So you don't really need to make, create incentives to motivate them? Or you're sure, or is it that there is always an X small percentage that will 100% keep coming into science without much push from, let's say, government or other authorities? So let me ask you a question. Hmm. Suppose uh, some of the science prizes we started giving uh, money of, let us say, 10 crores or something. Okay. okay. Do you think that a youngster would come to science to win that 10 crore? Uh, because uh, at one point of time, there is a statistical probability that uh, you might actually get that award. Or uh, 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 as a larger thing, I come to science because I want to be a very well-known personality around the world, uh, that my work is quoted everywhere and okay. everyone talks about my work around the world. What would be your choice? Well, yeah. I mean, it can work in both ways because people... For example, in Bollywood, people want to make money and be famous. So I guess both of these things. But your point is uh, well taken. I don't Thanks think I don't think any one of us wants to be a Bollywood star. I don't want to be a Bollywood star ever. 
Yeah. Okay. But, but a lot of scientists have been featured in some recent movies. Yes. Uh, yeah. And, and unfortunately, a... the youngsters are taking them as role models, which is a very wrong thing because the kind of science being portrayed in Bollywood and web series is absolutely yeah, not the way science works. But it, uh, we had a very nice series on uh, the Indian Space Research Program, uh, Rocket Boys. I mean, did any of you manage to see that? What, is, what are your thoughts on that, Dinesh? That was pretty good, right? I mean, of course, no, I, historical fiction, but still. Yeah, but the point is, it was not sold as fiction. So a lot of people still think that Dr. Baba jumped into the Apsara pool to fix a nut and bolt. So that's the wrong impression which people create, no? Or yeah. that, you know, the first... Uh, a rocket launch from Tumba was a jugaad. People pulled up a pulley and then it went up. So that's those true. are the kind of things which people take liberty. That's that's where the, we have to take a kind of a nuanced thing that are you saying it is a pure fiction or based on historical? So that's a fine line. So Makes but unfortunately, a lot of youngsters I have met for whom that series was the first introduction to Baba and uh, uh, Sarabhai. Yeah. They were taken aback. And we have absolutely run out of time. While the pursuit of science is more than money and fame, financial incentives certainly make the road much smoother. Thank you Dr. Mande and Mr. Sharma for this very enriching discussion.